views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And uh, this is an amazing day. Uh, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on for so many years. I cannot even begin to tell you the deep felt gratitude that all of us here at the Dr. Pat Show are experiencing. All of the emails from the listeners and, and especially from those of you that have listened to the show out of our Bellevue, um, Bellevue uh, studio for so many years. They said it could never be done. They said you'd never be able to take a talk show that was positive and uplifting and take it globally, nationally, and create a kind of energy and vibration that people would actually listen to. Well, I want to tell you, nine years and going on ten years later doing this, I had my doubts some days, but we're still here kicking. And we've got lots planned. Today's show is especially amazing for me. Um, I was so blown away by getting a copy of Linda Evans' book, but more importantly, by getting to have a sense of who this woman really is. And I am honored and thrilled to have her on the show. Now, the book is Linda Evans' Recipe, Recipes for Life. My memories. And what I want to say is, if you don't know who she is, there is a brief introduction that they give us. Uh, they tell us in so many ways about her phenomenal acting career. You know, what she was able to accomplish. You know, the many, many awards that she's received. And I want to talk about them because I watched Linda Evans in so many so many television shows, movies, it was phenomenal to be so growing up with her. But Golden Globe Awards and beyond, People Choice Awards and beyond, you know, being a phenomenal, phenomenal person in the kitchen, beyond all of that, this is a woman that any of the dynasty, any of the television shows you've watched could not describe the depth, the breadth, the heart, and the soul of Linda Evans as you get to know her in this book. I wanted to say that there were many times that I read pages of this book and some of the most delicious recipes in the book where my heart just went out to how much love and how much gratitude is in her life. And today, we get to have a conversation about these memories and about the beauty that we know as Linda Evans. Linda, thank you for joining me here. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for that introduction. How beautiful. 
Oh, I want to thank you for writing this book. Uh, folks don't really understand sometimes how writing a book of, uh, like this is, is an expose, so to speak. It really brings who you are to the forefront in ways that people haven't gotten to know you. What is it about writing this book and this journey that has become sort of a spiritual foundation for you? Well, I was in my 60s. I had uh, gone through a depression, which I had great realizations out of. And it was a wonderful opportunity for me, number one, to complete my life in terms of how I live to the moment, to look back. And in that reflection was so fascinating. I mean, I recommend that everybody write their life down and give it to people in their lives so they can see their lives their way. There are so many moments in my life that I experienced that um, suddenly changed, and I saw the beauty in some of the most difficult times of my life. And I thought, wow, I mean, I never realized how lucky I was that certain things happened because it kicked me in a new direction in my life that led me to the moments that are some of my most cherished moments. And... Um, I wanted to complete that, and I wanted to celebrate my love of food and share it with people because it's just been so much fun to um, cook for people and to serve them and to watch them eat it and to have recipes that just please people. It just, it's, a, it's a bunch of love to me, and I wanted to share all these little treasures I collected along the way. I love that you did this this way because I grew I, I grew up in a family uh, that was all about you know cooking and and serving and there's there's an idea of being in service for other people and you really brilliantly bring that out in the book you know the times that you were able to set a table and and actually serve some very caring loving food and I wanted to ask you how has your early upbringing, your childhood, how was that able to help you shape your life to get this deep, profound caring for other people? Well, my mom and my dad were both people who loved people, and my dad was famous for calling up my mom at the last minute and saying, I'm on my way home with a new friend, and he'd bring in someone he'd seen that was homeless. And uh, we'd all have dinner together. And then after dinner, he'd take him back to where he found him on the street. And uh, we just knew that caring about people was an important part of life. My mom, um, there was a a woman um, in our complex we lived in. uh, And one day we saw that it said isolated and that she, her son had, gotten polio, and they had isolated her and said not to go around. And my mom knew that she needed food and needed help, and my mom used to make dinners and food and take them over to her and actually caught polio, but never regretted it, always felt it was what she wanted to do and the right thing for her to do. And you know, by the grace of God, recovered and could walk again and come home uh, as she was before. Um, But they were just perfect examples to me of how we're on this planet together and we have to take care of each other. 
I love how you express this fully in the book and in your life. And, you know, one of the things uh, that is, is, is so often we, we look at people uh, that are in the media that are on television and people that have had such pro- just amazing roles. I mean, I, I think for years, all of us called you Audra. I mean, I don't even know that we, we knew that uh, Linda Evans was Linda Evans. And, right. Yeah, and and yet at the same time, there there is a Linda Evans. There is this woman that brought such heart and soul into these characters. And what was it about your transformation, your movement from this wonderful, wonderful childhood, this profound uh, learning experience? What was it, would you say, was the most pivotal moment for you to make that transition to acting? Well, uh, it was not easy because I was so shy that I wouldn't get up in junior high school and give a book report in my English class. So they, they said they were going to flunk me unless I took drama. And um, I, of course, took drama, and every time I had to get up to do a scene, I would throw up. It was just like a nightmare. <laughs> and so... I, it was never anything I considered doing for a living, except ironically, when I went to high school, my best friend, Carol Wells, was an actress, and she was up for a commercial and asked me if I would come with her, and I went in, uh, and at the end of the day, the director came out and said, I want to see you, and pointed to me, and I said, I'm not here, you know, to do that, I'm just here with my friend, and she came out and she said, he really wants to see you. And he, he said, I want you to do this commercial. And I said, I can't do this commercial. And he said, can you sit on a merry-go-round and uh, drink ginger ale and look at a boy? I said, well, yeah, I could, but my girlfriend would kill me and I would never do that to her. And he said, I promise you, if you do this commercial, I will give her one another time. <clears throat> my girlfriend gave me her agent And the only reason that I did the commercial was that my dad, when I was 15, passed away unexpectedly. And my mom was on Social Security. And it would just be impossible for me not to understand the beauty of my contribution I could make in terms of money to my family. So I just sort of faced my fear and went in and did it. And he was so beautiful, this man. He gave my girlfriend a commercial, like he said, he gave me a couple of others, and her agent uh, said to me, you think you can walk and talk and do lines? I said, I don't know. I did something in junior high school, but I don't know if I could do it. And he sent me out for my first speaking part, which was Bachelor Father with John Forsythe, and John Forsythe gave me my first speaking part. You know, there are so many wonderful moments in the book. And for those of you just tuning in um, to the Dr. Pacho, I'm here with Linda Evans. The book that she has put together, it is... It, it's it's hard for me to even call it a book. It's such a beautiful journey that Linda takes us on. Recipes for life, my memories, and you know, in reading this book, I have to tell you there were a couple of moments where I got a little teary eyed by some of the most incredible people that you've had in your life. And Aren't I you think compassionate? I am. I'm crazy. I'm. They call me the you know the the the. Uh, 
tearjerker radio host. I cry all the time in Seattle. But there are some moments in here that are so touching, and I, I wanted to ask you about one of them, uh, about uh, Rock Hudson and in having him in your life, and and some of the you know the amazing things that you got to know about him. But he he took a profound action in your journey, and you share this in the book. Uh, what was that like for you when you discovered the kind of absolutely stellar man he was? Well, I had met Rock in the 70s, Anna McMillan and wife, which was just so much fun to do, and got to know him pretty well. And he was a prankster. He loved to have fun on the set. So he asked me one day if I would indulge him in one of his jokes, and the camera crew was going to come in the room, and was it okay if he threw me down on the the couch and kissed me? And I said, well, okay, (laughs) this is not a problem. And it was a, just a fun joke, and the crew came in, and everybody la- was stunned, and then they laughed, and he just had a great time. And we sort of, you know, became friends. We'd see each other around at different parties and different places and always come and see how each other was. So when they hired him to do Dynasty, um, I was just thrilled. I mean, what a great opportunity again to work with him. And <clears throat> they had hired him because... There was a pivotal point in Dynasty where they wanted it to look as if Crystal and Blake were going to have affairs and not be together. And we had gone in the beginning of the year to the producers and said, we, we don't want to do that. We want, to, we want one couple, one somebody on, you know, late night here on the soaps, to be faithful. We, we want to be the couple with the faithful, so we're not going to do it. They said, okay, we're going to build it as if it's going to happen. And um, they had this pivotal scene where Blake would, would have, well, this, he in many shows before had been uh, very distant from Crystal, so that by the time this moment arrived in the scene that I fell off the horse and Rock Hudson had been there, supporting me all the while Blake was lost in his own unhappiness, um, that he would kiss me and that I would be vulnerable and perhaps everyone thought I, this was the moment that I would have the affair and I was justified by God because of how badly I've been treated. And we did the scene. We were out on location and Rock took me in his arms and kissed me, but not passionately at all. And... His lips were closed, and it just wasn't what I remembered that he had done years before. And the director was sort of confused. We said, well, let's do it again, and then again, and again, and again, and we did it over and over and over. And by the end of the day, they said, well, okay, cut print, and that's it. And we went home, and I knew they weren't pleased because it didn't have that look. And a while later, they came back and said, we're going to go back and reshoot it. I thought, that's odd because it costs so much money. for them to go back and reshoot it, but they obviously wanted that kiss to be differently. And we went back and shot it over and over again, and still he did it the same way. And we went home, and everyone was, you could see, um, not pleased, and I thought, well, this is the way it is, and if this is how he wants to play it, this is how he wants to play it. Months later, we found out that Rock had AIDS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that he was dying from AIDS. 
And in that moment, I realized what lengths he went to to protect me. Mm. That even though they were pushing him, and it was must have been very hard for him, the fine actor that he is, and he could have delivered in a moment exactly what they wanted, he wouldn't do it because he wanted me to be certain that I was safe. Mm. And the sad thing was that the press went wild saying that he had put me in danger and was I going to die and how careless he had been. And it was so hard to get them to understand what he really did. And it, it was amazing to me to watch what fear does with people and how with the lack of knowledge and information we can respond and how sad for him at the end of his life that he had to be tormented in a way with all of that while he was dying. Mm. And, you know, Linda, I have to tell you, uh, thank you so much for sharing that because that story is so heartfelt and the way you've talked about it and also describe it in the book. Um, it is such a real testament to your journey, the people that you've been with in your life, the loves that you've had, and the very special friendships that all of us will get to learn about and understand. We're going to take a short break. Linda Evans, my very special guest, when we come back from mom's hot dog stew to raspberry sauce to plain rice, we're going to get juicy right here on the Dr. Pat Show with Linda Evans, Recipes for Life, My Memories. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Change your coffee experience forever with Kamano Island Coffee Roaster. Fair trade, certified organic, shade-grown delicious coffee. The Kamano Island Coffee Roasters are giving back. Receive a free pound of the most popular single origin coffee, Papua New Guinea, to the first 250 callers. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. Just pay $8.95 shipping and handling, and you can try triple certified coffee for yourself. The number is toll-free, 855-438-8671. This is a free pound of coffee that retails at $16.95. Once you've tried this coffee, you will automatically be enrolled in the Coffee Lovers Club for free and will always receive free shipping and nearly 30% off retail of your coffee orders. This coffee is going to knock your socks off. That number again is 855-GET-TOP-1. We say top one because this coffee is the top 1% grade. That's 855-438-8671. Are you ready to shift your life 180 degrees and bring more joy, more love, more money, and more happiness to your life? This can be your reality when you love yourself enough to experience our Essence of Gratitude Diamond Combo. Gratitude is on a mission to create a partnership between the hearts of all human beings. Wouldn't it be wonderful to cultivate this state of being every single day and not only on specific occasions? Give yourself or a loved one this priceless gift. 
our diamond combo that includes all our creations and transforms your life in health, wealth, creativity, and enriched relationships. Awake the spark of joy and happiness during this holiday season and be part of a viral sharing as we spread the essence of gratitude around the world. Visit our shop for our special holiday offer at explorationgratitude.com. Have you ever considered what money and sex have in common? Brenda St. Louis, founder of Know That You Know, explores the energies of debt, money, sex, and our bodies. In her four-week intensive, Debt Into Delight, Getting Intimate With Your Digits, she tickles all those places we don't want to look at, infusing everything with exuberance. Would you be willing to have more money? Would you be willing to have more of you? Explore more of Brenda St. Louis at knowthatyouknow.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled, as I said before, to have Linda Evans joining us here today on the show. Uh, but most importantly, I would love for all of you to know about this incredible book she's put together. Uh, you know, many people would take a look at this and think, oh, my gosh, you know, it's a cookbook. No, it's 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 about memoirs. And I want to tell you that my experience in reading this book, and I've done it twice now, there are moments in here where you get to understand the profound depth and breadth of human beings coming together in service and love of each other. The many people that have been in Linda's lives, the close friends, uh, the most unlikely uh, kinds of relationships uh, that one can have. But around every corner, what shows up, is the love experiences. Linda, thank you for joining us here today. I, I mean, boy, I know I'm so glad you've already agreed to come back because I know we're not going to get to all of this, but I did want to get to the friendships, the love, and where some of these recipes came from. And I, I think that the one of the things I wanted to talk about with you is your relationship and your friendship with Ursula Andress. Oh, my, yeah. That confuses people. <laughs> I, I, well, I get Ursula it. Ursula Andres was the wife of uh, John Derrick. And um, goodness, where do I begin? There's so <laughs> much about Ursula because uh, I, she was married to John when I met him. Firstly, I was in love with John when I was 12. And I saw him in a movie, and I wanted, I said to my sister, I'm going to marry him someday. And she said, sure. <laughs> you know? So that I grew up, and he called me after I'd done the pilot for Big Valley to say he wanted to shoot some pictures of me. And I thought, oh, how great. I can meet this man I was just so in love with when I was young. And I went over to meet him, and his bride, as he called her, Ursula, was away doing a movie in Europe. And they'd been married nine years. And um, I just went away from that day going, wow, I had great taste as a teenager. He's a beautiful man. And then he called me months later saying that Ursula had run off with uh, her leading man in the movie and could he shoot more pictures. And then I came into his life and we were together. But everyone told me that one day Ursula would come back to get him because he was the love of her life. 
And um, so I sort of live thinking, oh, my God, you know, anybody who's ever seen the picture of her coming out of the water in James Bond, you know, the first James Bond girl knows that that she's trouble in terms of cancer <laughs> man. You're, 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 you're in big trouble. So um, at one point she called a few years into our relationship and said she wanted to come over and see him. And I was just going, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm going to fight for my man. And I, I remember the doorbell ringing, and I went to the door and opened it, you know, expecting to go, okay, lady. <laughs> and there she was standing, and she said, is John home with her Swiss accent? And this big tear went down her face, and I thought, oh, God, I like her. Now what am I going to do about this? I like her. And she came in, and thank God she wasn't there to get him. Uh, she was just trying to reconnect because they hadn't seen each other for a few years since she left to do the movie. And I just liked her so much, we became friends. And uh, she's just, you know, been in my life, all my life, as someone that we don't always talk, you know, because she lives in Europe and I live here. But there's a bond, and the minute we connect, we just love each other. I think that was so evident in the way you, 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 you talk about her in the book and some of the stories you share and some of the openness you share as well as some of the other deep friendships that you've had along the way. You know, there are many people, Linda, that would, would, are hungering to have one one meaningful, deep friendship in their lives right now. And you've had so many. What have been some of the most touching moments with some of the people that you've known? Well, firstly, it's a, such a privilege when people let you into their hearts and mm-hmm. they trust you. Um, and I'm very uh, aware of that blessing of being allowed to be there and so I do my best to honor them but they're also very honoring of me I mean my oldest dearest friend Bunky uh, <laughs> who, who was Ursula Andre's best friend when she was married to John um, is I talk to her about four times a day always first thing in the morning and the last thing at night I call her she's 81 years old now and she lives very close to me in Anacortes Washington and um, she's family to me she's been through the highs and the lows and everything in between in my life and is threaded throughout this book because she's been the um, a steady steady loving uh, friend and some outrageous uh, comic relief to my life when when the hardest times were there. Um, I don't even know where to begin in terms of a story with her because she's throughout the entire book. Yes, yes. Some laughter into my, into my life when it got too dramatic, like a soap opera. I was so touched by it because throughout the book, you know, this this bond that you have uh, with her is, is a real model for what we need today in connecting heart to heart with people. Uh, and you've had so many experiences like this. Uh, and what I love is that. I get a real sense that love is in the forefront with you. And I wanted to ask you, does that 
place of peace or the sense that I get of the inner peace that's in your life. Is that part or has that been part of your spiritual journey? Absolutely, and that's the reason I left Dynasty to come to the Pacific Northwest is I realized, and it was just such a gift to be able to do that that show. I mean, it, it answered a million, million prayers for me when that show happened. But um, it's like I, I, you ask that question, my mind goes in 30 directions of how I can answer it. Um, I wanted, after Dynasty, to find the love I had given out to everyone in my life in me for me. I wanted to know what self-love was because I realized that was part of the missing piece that I had yet to fill. Mm. You know, one of the things that I've heard you say is you look at life, your life as a grand adventure. And certainly you've done some really adventurous things. I mean, you know, I so would want to get up in that fighter jet the, the way that you did. Oh, my God. It was so exciting. So exciting to be able to fly and twist and turn and fall. I mean, my stomach. I've never been sicker in my life. But, of course, they warned me not to eat, <laughs> you know, the night before, drink anything. So... Thank God I, I listened to them. But I've had some incredible opportunities to experience things that, you know, I don't know how in life I would have experienced them. Oh, amazing. Linda Evans joining us here today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Linda. And for those of you that don't have a copy of the book, um, this is going to be one of those books you're going to want to keep right by your side. Linda Evans, Recipes for Life, My Memories. Uh Fabulous, fabulous recipes in here, but the stories, the journey, the openness that Linda has in sharing her life is a profound message for all of us to cherish every moment we are in. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, you know, what maybe, uh, what's Linda's favorite recipe and what was it like for her to actually compete in a cooking competition. And then finally, we'll talk about the loves of her life. Everyone, we have a great show here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Some talk networks broadcast whatever they want to, whether the vibration is high or low. Others tune in to the highest vibration possible to help people live life full out. These networks don't come along very often. But when they do, they remind us that we can achieve everything that is possible to help ourselves, to help others, and to help the planet. Hello everyone, I'm Sue London. I'm Karen Hager. I'm CJ Liu. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. These networks aren't concerned about sensationalizing bad news. They hear something on the radio and then all of a sudden their whole day is ruined. They aren't concerned about sensationalizing 
individual's setbacks. Powerful, inspiring. They focus on an amazing, innovative broadcast network. You can learn a lot. That helps people rise up. That helps people become empowered. Empowered Living Radio is where you can find it. That helps people say yes to standing in the abundance and amazement that is their lives. The urge to grow. These networks remind us that everything is possible. Let us inspire you. That nothing is limited. Epic social change. That our lives are much more than anything our minds would hope us to believe. Overcome those challenges in your life. These networks help us rise and shine to the occasion of our lives. True empowerment. Transformation Talk Radio is one of these networks. Transformative radio show that will change your life. Won't you join us? Join us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to The Sean and Jen Show, Soul Path Insights Radio, each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show with Sean and Jen will have you saying yes to as much abundance as you desire. Imagine a happier soul radiating energy in all areas of your life. Get ready to understand the meaning and the message in your life. Shift obstacles to opulence. Experience powerful, intuitive coaching. Live readings and transformative tools as Sean and Jen dare you to live your best life. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, for more information about us, I think most of you know how to find us. Go to the drpatshow.com or go to our network, transformationtalkradio.com. I want to make sure that you know how to find out more about Linda. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go to Linda's website, which is lindaevansofficial.com. Uh, that's lindaevansofficial.com, or you can go to the drpatshow.com, and right there on the home page, you'll see her picture and uh, the book, and just click on that, and it'll take you right here uh, to find out lots more about her, especially for those of you out there, especially her speaking platform. Um, she is such a, uh, what I want to call an ambassador for those of us that are out into the world, regardless of what our ages might be, and doing phenomenal work. And Linda has been absolutely a premier elegance in taking the message out there uh, about aging gracefully and living your best life and life lessons. And that's why this book is amazing. 
because it comes from someone that truly gets and understands that life is really a journey. Linda, thank you so much uh, for joining me here today and uh, also agreeing to come back. It's great to have you. Well, I, I am loving being interviewed by you. You're amazing. You're just wondrous. I love your heart. I love your mind and that you really care. This is a gift. Well, thank you so much. I want to talk about the the many, many, many uh, experiences you've had, opportunities to connect with people, people that have been in your life as uh, as, as love interest, but people that have come through your doors. Uh, and I and I have a fun question for you. Do you have a favorite re- favorite recipe? You know, no, is you it, know why? Yeah. Don't have a favorite because, to me, each recipe represented a person. In other words, I don't really want to have someone to my house for dinner and give them what I want. I want to give them what they want. Everyone has an individual taste. Some people like Italian. Some people like um, Chinese. You know, it's like, what is your favorite Food. What kind of food do you like and how can I find a recipe and how can I perfect it so that when you sit down and I'm giving you the kind of food you like that you just, that first bite and you see the smile on their face, you know, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I gave it to you. I gave you what you love and now you're enjoying it. And then that's it. <clears throat> I'm in heaven. So the recipe has to do with the person. Well, I want to talk about a specific person, and that is Barbara Stanwyck for a moment. Uh-huh. Well, I identify recipes with people, which is, which is why I have the hobo steak with Barbara Stanwyck, because we used to go to a restaurant called Chasen's, and it was world famous, and Elizabeth Taylor and <clears throat> Richard Burton made it famous when they sent Chile when they were doing Cleopatra together and presidents go there. So it was a very beautiful place to go. And Missy, which is what we call Barbara Stanwyck, um, always ordered the hobo steak. And I did too. And it was our favorite. And the restaurant no longer existed. Uh, At one point it just stopped being. And I thought, wow, I'm going to recreate that. I can do that. And so I created my version of it in her name because I still wanted to have it, even though the restaurant didn't exist and she didn't exist anymore. Mm. It's really a very touching memory. I mean, you know, uh, the way that you and she connected and the way that I, I the real, I, the sense I got is her love for you, her caring for you, you know, in a sense, uh, taking you and dragging you off to get a B12 shop, uh, shot. Who does that? No, was she, you know, from the moment I met her, she called me Audra. Never, ever called me Linda. She called me Audra, which was, you know, the name of her daughter on the show. And she taught me, she took me under her wing. She actually saw that I was young and didn't know so many things and helped inform me and teach me. And she'd say, Audra, you don't have enough energy today and you're young, come on. You need to eat more sacred. You need to get a B- B12 shot. And we'd get on our bikes and ride to the, to the doctor there, and he'd give me a shot. I mean, she did. She just took care of me. She thought my, I didn't have enough clothes because the budget Nolan Miller had uh, 
for her was huge, and me was very small, and she'd say, make her some clothes, and he'd say, we don't have any money to do it. She said, well, take some of my clothes apart and put them on her, and she was like five inches shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. You know, one year, she, she said she wouldn't go to work if they didn't build me a private bathroom, because I used to use the bathroom that the men used, because I just had a little room and not my own bathroom. And she said, I won't come to work unless you give Audra her own bathroom. And, I mean, she just stood for me everywhere. And my mom passed away during Big Valley, and she came up to me and she said, Audra, I will never replace your mom, I know that, but I will be there for you until I die. And she was. Mm. It's a it's a really beautiful beautiful story, but it's so is one of so many in the book, Linda. And uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you had to do with some of the most challenging moments in your life, and at the same time, some of the most profoundly wise moments of your life. You, you know, what comes to mind when you think about uh, some of the tougher points in your life, and what some of the lessons might have been from them? Well, I think, in looking back, um, that we really do get seasoned by those tough moments. Uh, I can honestly say that if someone goes through life without any of them, it just makes a complexity, like a great recipe. It makes (laughs) complexity in your life, and it makes for compassion. And I know that when John... Uh, left me, um, you know, we, we, he was my dream marriage here. I married the man I had been in love with as a teenager, and it seemed it would go on forever. And he wanted to uh, do filmmaking, and he, I helped him train this young girl, Kathleen Collins, who had come, and he was going to do a movie with her in Greece. And he went off to Greece to do the movie, and two weeks later, he was in love with her, and, you know, that's Bo Derek. And uh, I thought, my God, I wanted to die. I couldn't imagine life without John. I couldn't imagine how he could so magically come in my life. We could be so in love, and suddenly he was gone in two weeks. And I didn't know how to live. I, I remember um, going to the market, and I didn't even know what I wanted to eat. I was so involved in pleasing him and being with him and loving him and loving to love him that I had no sense of what I was. And I thought, if God is kind, I'll just die from something and I won't have to go through this pain. And then one day he called me on the phone at like four in the morning and he was in Europe with Bo. And uh, he said, are you dating yet? And I woke up and I thought, dating? My God, I'm hoping I'm going to die. What does he mean? (laughs) And then I realized, wow, why am I dying for him? He's just wanting to know if I'm dating so he doesn't have to feel guilty. Why am I dying for this man? And I, we got off the phone and I sat up and I went, this doesn't have to be this way. You know what? I'm going to live and I'm going to be happy and I'm going to get a life. And I picked up the phone when it was a decent hour and called my agent, and I said, I want to go to work, because I'd retired after the Big Valley, because he didn't want me to work, because he wanted me to be with him, which was great, because I wanted to be with him. And so my agent said, uh, okay. And next thing I knew, I did a movie of the week, then I did a movie with Richard Burton, I met another man, you know, and it was like, wow. I looked back and I thought, 
what was so beautiful is when I took my mind off of him, off of the problem, and put it to the solution, and that I was the solution, and I could be happy again and put my life to me, my whole life turned around completely when I let go of the past and created a future, a now, that would, could have happiness and joy. And it was just so powerful for me to see how we can take ourselves out of our pain that fast if we choose to. Wow. You know, this is really such a an amazing time for people to, to live, to take notice, to, to sit up. And at the same time, you know, we're so struck by the many challenges we see in the world because we're so connected now. You know, you could, it used to be, my father used to say to me, you know, it used to be you could avoid the war because you didn't know the war actually existed. And right, you, right today, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> today, you know what I'm saying? Today, if uh, somebody in our culture sneezes, somebody across the world says, you know, God bless you uh, right. in a nanosecond. What, what do you think, Linda? What do you think is our greatest challenge living in this day and age, but also our greatest gift? Our greatest challenge is not letting anything outside of ourselves define us. Define us. Like... Like you're saying, the news and what they're saying every day and what you read in the newspaper, it, you can look at the world and get pretty saddened and depressed by all the things that are going on in the world because we can't fix everything, but we can have something to do with how we feel about it. I mean, I think Nelson Mandela, to me, is just one of the most extraordinary um, role models for me because he went through so much with apartheid and going to jail and being his friends being beaten and killed and his life and he wasn't bitter he got he came out and became president and made a difference you know each of us in our own way can make a difference in our own small world and we have to look be the change, as Obama says, that you want in the world. Take to me, taking responsibility in myself and every day getting up and seeing what I can do about my part of the world and the people that are around me and to also keep an eye on the bigger picture and do what I can do and contribute where I can contribute and love and give where I can give. But it starts with me and not to be trapped by so much negativity that's going on. Mm. You know, Linda, one of the things that I wanted to ask you related uh, to this is the spiritual journey. I, I mean, I couldn't help uh, but feel that your descriptions, the way this book is written, the care, the love, that this truly was, you know, your life is such a spiritual journey. Not that each and every one of us doesn't have that same experience, but I was really struck by how in tune you seem to be that life is a spiritual journey. And I'd love for you to talk about that for a bit. Well, Everyone gets to decide what life is, yeah. and, and my choice is I was born wanting to know what's it all about, where, how do I find, you know, 
God's love, which I know is in everything and everyone in this world and the behaviors and the things we do to each other and how does this work? And so I've spent a lot of time just trying to follow that thread and to pull on it and to see what I could understand. And it's a personal choice that I don't expect anybody else to do, and nor do I need them to do to be happy with my choice. Um, But it's given me a lot of comfort. It's given me a lot of understanding and and some of the wisdom that I treasure the most Um, because it's pulling away the veil of the illusion of life to me, and it gets real basic that that there's a beauty and a power in each and every one of us. Nobody has it any more or any less than anybody else. And truly, the do unto others that you'd have them do unto you is a wise, wise thing to say. And I added to that, you know, after I left Dynasty, is do unto myself as I do unto others because, as I said, I found it a lot easier to love others than myself. So mm-hmm. A wonderful, wonderful journey of discovery, and I don't regret one second of it. Uh, believe me, I get it from the book that you don't. I mean, uh, this is for me, and now I've said to you before, I've read the book twice, and I am so engaged in creating some of these <laughs> some of these recipes. Right. I, I, you well, you really, know, speaking of life yes, lessons, I yes. think I learned a tremendous amount when I was depressed. Uh-huh. A tremendous yes. amount about how I loved, but not really as much, uh, not as freely and unconditionally as I wanted to. Because when, when so many people that I loved, my two sisters had serious um, uh, illnesses. My my younger sister cancer and almost passed from it. My older sister's heart issues, bunky. My dearest, oldest friend, macular degeneration, which, you know, could have taken her down in heart failure and this and that. And I couldn't, there were a few other personal things with friends that happened as well, and I couldn't make them happy. I couldn't make life nice by loving them. I couldn't do anything to make it differently. I began to see how I not, had not really loved them and allowed them their journey, that I wanted to fix them and fix it. And even though that seems noble, it's still controlling. <laughs> and I had the depression showed me to love better. Mm. You know, Linda, one of the things that I was struck by in in the book and in 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 the work that you do, and I, I'm trying to remember it exactly. So, uh, you know, I apologize if I don't get this quote exactly right. Um, but I think you say something like the wisdom that we that we gather in, in is a gift. It, in, each of us carries this gift with us. And you, you, you say that we're waiting for society to finally recognize that this is an unseen quality, a treasure of our lives, especially given that we are uh, 70 million of us now in a category that are called baby boomers. And one of the things I hear you say is that this is not the end but this is a beautiful beginning for so many of us. And I, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how these years of our lives can be our best. Well, firstly, we're able, you know, I'm going to be 70 this 
Sunday. And I, we're living to be 80, 90, 100 years of age. This is not, you know, I think uh, insurance companies say 89 is the average. So that means 100 is easy for us today because we have um, so much to help us with our health. But these years can be extraordinary because each one of us have, a, have gifts to give to ourselves and to others. And because, especially women, are caretakers and give of ourselves to others most of our lives out of love and out of service, as you say, um, we don't really have an opportunity to find out what we want to do, how we want to express it after the children and the grandchildren are grown up and you're looking at all these years ahead to be able to go, wow, this is my time. This is my time to express myself and what do I want to do? Now, my friend Bunky, for instance, got macular degeneration. Um, she's almost legally blind. She's an active free, wild person, as you know, which really kind of took her down quite a few notches, but she did something wonderful. She had a love of music that threaded throughout her life. She had been a wife, a mom, a great mom, and then worked as my private assistant during Dynasty. But she took her love of music and picked, you know, the piano. She got some keyboards, and she formed a group with people who really were not musical but loved music and had played the instrument here and there and just done little things, formed a band, and they said, we're going to get together. I mean, one of the ladies is 89 years old. She was a sculptress, and now she's playing the, 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 the bass. You know, and she, she said, let's go, let's go give back. We love music. Let's go give back to to the seniors. Let's go play at the centers and have fun and let them see we're there and we're supporting them. And now they play for the yacht club, the, the you know, all the different cultural things, events that are happening in, in Anacortes. They're called the Backyard Band. They're like incredible how they're inspiring people to say, we're finished with some parts of our life and we've been there, done that, experienced them, but now we want to go follow threads of things that we liked. And these people are, I've watched them. I had them over the summer for like 70 of my friends out in my backyard, and they performed, and everyone stood up and screamed and yelled. I mean, <laughs> it was one of the most beautiful days. Number one, that we could see that these people could transform their lives and become musical. I mean, Bunky may not see the music, but she's developing a musical mind where she's feeling the music, and it's, she can do it without looking. And so it gives her a meaning and purpose and expression, and every one of the members of the band is so excited to be learning this musical life. So there are things for us to do in this time, and don't put ourselves down by, oh, I can't do that or I shouldn't do that. It's an ending if we allow ourselves to dream and experience it. We have all the wisdom now that we've gained. We can support ourselves and go where we've never gone and have adventures now. It'll be I took up skiing for the first time in my life two and a half years ago and was on the bunny slope forever. <laughs> it, was just, it was just fun to do. 
I know. I love that because, you know, I, I, trust me, I got on a pair of snowshoes and I'm actually, I actually go to Sleeping Lady every January with a group of my friends. There's about 30 or uh, 30 or 40 of us. And I remember the first time I put on those snowshoes and landed right on my butt, but I, I, smiling from ear to ear, Linda. Wow. Right. Linda, thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you uh, again for what you're doing in the world. And I cannot say enough, happy birthday to you. You are such a uh, gift to all of us. Well, I'm. thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you this morning. Well, Linda Everance, everyone, I want to make sure that you know to get a copy of her book. Go to the website, uh, lindaevansofficial.com, lindaevansofficial.com. Uh, Linda, thank you so much. One last uh, question. What's your personal message? What would you love to leave us with here today? Enjoy life. It's such a gift. Such a I, gift. It is so, so a gift. Linda Evans, everyone, the book is Recipes for Life, My Memories. Fabulous, fabulous journey. If you're like me, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, and you're going to get in the kitchen and you're going to start cooking. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Have a fabulous day. Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. Transform. 
TransformationTalkRadio.com Transform your life.